For the third year and counting, Richard Skipper has been celebrating the artists you love. Richard Skipper is all about celebrating life, art, and his guest body of worth. Please join us while he showcases these diverse and talented individuals. Here's Richard Skipper. Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome to the Friday Wrap-Up Show. This is Benny, and today we're celebrating Take Your Dog to Work Day, in addition to the fact that we are also celebrating the wrap-up of this entire month of Judy Garland. It's her 100th birthday, and all of this month we've celebrated her 100th birthday, and I want to thank all of you who have showed up this month and have celebrated with me. Our numbers have gone through the roof. Yesterday, we surpassed 125,000 viewers on this channel. And that's because of all of you. All of you showing up and celebrating not only Judy, but all of the artists that I've celebrated. For those of you who are here for the first time, welcome. My show is all about celebrating. It's about celebrating life, celebrating art, celebrating artists. And we have to celebrate. Today's been a tough day in this country. Uh, we all know that. I got up this morning and I went and I voted. I voted because I'm leaving tomorrow to go on a vacation and I'm not going to be here. Here in New York, we're going to be voting for our governor uh, in just uh, a couple of days. And it's important that everyone get out there and you vote. Vote for what you believe in. Vote for what is important to you. I'm not getting political today because for the next hour, I want to be able to escape uh, although we can't escape, we have to be aware of what's going on in the world. And it's important that we celebrate, we celebrate each other, and we celebrate the values and the important things that matter to us. And we all have to operate from a moral compass. And if I believe that if we all operate from a moral compass, that the world is going to be a better place. And what better place to start with today than Judy Garland herself. She keeps me going in the dark times and all I have to do is listen to her. And right now she's on Turner Classic Movies and she will be on Turner Classic Movies for the next few hours. But don't go there at least for the next hour. Let's start with our celebration of Judy Garland. smiled at me I heard a melody it haunted me from the start something inside of me started a symphony sing with the strings of my heart was like a breath of spring I heard a robin sing about a nest set apart All nature seemed to be in perfect harmony Sing with the strings of my heart Your eyes made sky seem blue again What else could I do again But keep repeating Through and through I love you, love Recall the thrill I guess I always will I hope we'll never Define But dear With your lips to mine Oh, rhapsody divine Sing when the strings Of my
bright skies seem blue again. What else could I do again? But keep repeating through and through, I love you, love you. I still recall a thrill. I guess I always will. I hope we'll never depart. Dear, with your lips to mine, oh, perhaps a deed of mine. Sing when the strings are mine. Sing when the strings are mine. Sing when the on the screen the word well-being it may be two words but it's one word today so that's the hashtag well-being one of the great things about this month for me is that it's given me the opportunity to meet so many incredible people that i probably would not have met had it not been for judy garland and during my research yesterday, I came across yet another book about Judy Garland. And this book is celebrating the younger Judy Garland and her film career. And I reached out to the author and I asked if he would be available to be a mystery guest today. Uh, unfortunately, well, fortunately for him, his son is graduating from high school today. And so he was not able to be here. But I asked him if he would come back in September, and he is going to be here. Uh, not only has he written this book about Judy Garland, but he's written other incredible books. But I asked him if he would do a very special video for us, which he has. And I'm going to share that with you right now. And his book is actually going to be our giveaway today. So one lucky person is going to get the book today, and it's a new book. And uh, here it is. Uh, and he has a very special message not only for Judy, but for all of us. Here he is. Hi, Richard. Hi, everyone. Richard, thank you very much for inviting me here to celebrate Judy Garland's 100th birthday, the century mark for one of the world's greatest entertainers. You know, if you're like me, you've stopped celebrating birthdays. You've stopped worrying about them. Like, another birthday? Don't remind me. Right? We tend to think of birthdays as being for the very old, as in, yay, you're still alive, congratulations, or for the very young. Birthdays are for children. So with that in mind, I'd like to focus on Judy's early birthdays. We'll celebrate her 100th, but I want to focus on those early years. My book, Judy Garland, Little Woman, Big Talent, was the first children's book about Judy. It was written for children about Judy's early years because those early years, yeah, they were hard at times, but they were also absolutely inspirational. She had one door slammed in her face after another, but her talent won out. I have three children, and when I talk to them or when I do school visits or talk to children's groups, I often tell them about Judy's inspirational story, how it should motivate them to keep going, to keep achieving. You know, she was told she was too short, too ugly, too overweight, too bombastic. But she kept going on auditions. She kept saying that my talent will win out. It's an old saying in Hollywood, talent will out. It means no matter what problems you face, if you have the talent, they'll eventually put you in something, right? They'll put you on stage, they'll put you in a movie. Judy's life is living proof of that. So when I look at her birthdays, I don't just focus on this, this 100th birthday. I remember that by her third birthday, she'd been on stage for the first time. By her sixth birthday, she had made her first movie. Shortly after her 13th birthday, she signed a major movie studio contract. And shortly after her 16th birthday, she filmed The Wizard of Oz. Now that's a sweet 16. And that's the Judy I like to celebrate. I will celebrate her 100th birthday. I look at those early years and I marvel. Now, I've never seen a birthday cake with a hundred candles on it. But I am sure that Judy Garland was the one person who had the lung power to blow out a hundred candles. She had a voice that could hit the back row in any theater. Right? I have no doubt if she were alive today, they'd put her in the Super Bowl halftime show. And her presence, even at four foot ten, would fill that stadium. So, Judy, I don't know where you are now, but wherever you are. I hope you have, well, particularly now that Louis P. Mayer and all those studio shows aren't counting calories and telling you to put that fork down, I hope you have a giant slice of cake. In fact, I hope you have two or three or four slices of cake. I hope you have one slice for every billion people that has seen The Wizard of Oz, because that's the way to celebrate. So I am happy to celebrate your 100th birthday, as is everyone watching this, 
And I hope that 100 years from now, some future Richard Skipper helps you celebrate your 200th birthday. Happy birthday, Judy. Thanks, everyone. I only have one quibble with that. He said, some future Richard Skipper. Well, I'm hoping to be here to celebrate her. Now, I've got one other celebration before we meet our guest today because it's Fan Friday, and I've got three big Judy Garland fans waiting in the wings uh, to meet all of you and for you to meet them, and we're going to celebrate each of them today and what Judy Garland means to all of them. But before we do, when I've, I've talked about this uh, very briefly, but when I was, I guess, about... 10 or 11 years old, uh, I discovered that the Land of Oz opened. Yes, a true Land of Oz in North Carolina at the top of Beach Mountain. And I was so excited to know that the Land of Oz, a real life Land of Oz uh, had opened. And I begged my parents and I begged my parents and I begged my parents to take me there. Well, they finally did. And we finally got there. And by the time we got to the top of that mountain, believe it or not, they had closed for the day. So I never got a chance to go to the land of Oz. But the good news is that they are reopening this land of Oz. And I reached out to them and they have sent us a promotional video to tell all of you about autumn in the land of Oz. I think all of us should get a bus or a van, and we should all do a road trip to the land of Oz, and we should do a live Richard Skipper Celebrates from there. Wouldn't that be something to celebrate? Uh, let's do that, and uh, just check this out. This is so much fun. Return to the land where wicked witches cast sleeping spells. Scarecrows dance. Men of tin come to life. And lions are more dandy than scary. Where good witches lead the way. And wizards are just humbugs behind a curtain. Travel over the rainbow where the dreams that you dare to dream really do come true. The Magic of Oz awaits you only on Beach Mountain this September during Land of Oz's Autumn Oz Festival. Go to landofoznc.com for details. At Oz, you don't just see it, you live it. So I want to go there. While we're waiting, uh, I'm going to let Danielle, who is here today, uh, Danielle, uh, you, I consider to be one of my spiritual goddesses. Uh, maybe you'll tell us what you're feeling today as far as uh, the essence of Judy being around us and all that we've done uh, this month. But before we get there, you're going to pick a number, one through three, and we will bring on our next guest, our first guest today, and we will get a chance to know each of them and how Judy resonates with each of them. So we're going to wait and you'll pick the first number, Danielle. So as soon as I see the number pop up, one, two, or three, uh, you'll get a chance to meet each of our guests today. Uh, and each of them, uh, from one is from uh, a boring place on the map. Uh, she's nodding as I say this, and we will explain that uh, whenever that, uh, when she comes on. One is from the entertainment capital of the world. And no, it's not my office. It's Las Vegas. And uh, Kristen, I got to figure out, uh, where are you from, Kristen? She's going to let me know. Uh, I'm not exactly sure where she is. Maybe she's from another, she's typing it in now. Uh, maybe she's from, uh, uh, she's from Pennsylvania. So uh, we're going to, but we're going to find out who our first uh, contestants going to be. Uh, there's so many con, uh, you know, we got to keep uh, the comments going so that uh, everybody just keep uh, typing in something so that the scroll keeps moving so I can uh, see who our first guest is going to be. We have to keep things moving so that we'll know. And while we're waiting for that, I'll just talk about 
what this month has meant to me. And I can tell you uh, how many of you actually subscribe to the Skipper's Guide. Uh, the Skipper's Guide is my newsletter. Uh, Glenn Charlo has helped me uh, create this thing. Uh, and it comes out every, uh, let's see here, number three, please. Uh, so I got to get her in place. Uh, that is my friend, Jamie Farrar. And Jamie, Hi, I'm sure that you're here. Now, Jamie and I came together, not through Judy Garland, but through another magical person. Uh, and that is Cinderella. Uh, Leslie Ann Warren mm -hmm. brought us together. Uh, do you want to tell them how Leslie brought us together? Um, well, I believe that you were doing a um, interview with Leslie for the 50th anniversary of Cinderella when it was released onto um, DVD. A beautiful, beautiful remaster, by the way. And I had emailed you and said, hey, if you could give her this um, tiny piece of paper, which is just like a paragraph. I had written like a paragraph. <laughs> um, if, if you wouldn't mind giving this to her, I would be eternally grateful. And you did. And um, the rest has been absolutely magical. And I ended you, up with two very, very good friendships. Leslie and Warren has become a friend of yours. And, uh, and I want to talk a little bit. You, you've been on your own journey because uh, you and we did a whole show built around this. Do you mind if I tell everyone what happened? I don't mind at all. Uh, because this is part of your journey. Uh, you were, uh, you know, this is one of these moments where life can change on a dime. Uh, you mm -hmm. were crossing the road and this horrible accident happened. Uh, and you were left basically uh, for dead. But you proved them wrong and you survived this accident. It, it changed your life. But you, to me, are such a shining light, Jamie. Uh, and you uh, have become a spokesperson. You have written about it. Uh, what keeps you going? What is the shining force that keeps you going when the rest of us, I mean, like to, I said at the beginning of the show, today's a tough day for a lot of people. But your yes, faith keeps you really going through a lot. Uh, what advice yeah. would you give to everyone who feels so down today? What advice would I give to everyone who feels down? Don't ever, ever give up hope. Things do, as tough as it seems and as dark as it is, and forgive um, the darkness in the room. I was um, trying to let Rufus out, but he won't come out now. Hmm. Um, no matter how dark everything is, don't ever give up hope because um, rainbows do come <laughs> come back around in very uh, very dark storms, and um, I've been through some very very dark dark places and very very dark storms. And rainbows have always found their way back around. You know, um, I mean, we could give up. We really we could. Um, we could give up and we could become like bitter people and those people that don't want any anything to do with anybody. And um, there are people in the world like that, bless them. But I choose not to be one of them because I believe that, you know, every day that I get up and I got in the accident when I was 25 years old, I'll be 35 this year. God bless you. Every day that I get up, it's a blessing. Some days are wrapped in pain. Some days are easy. Uh, some days are harder than others. But every day that I get up and I get to do this, that's a good day, no matter what. Yeah. So the advice that I have is rainbows do come out of rain. Things do turn back around and everything will eventually be okay. Eventually, <laughs> not now, maybe not 
you know, a month from now, two months from now, a year from now, but eventually everything will be okay. I promise. Absolutely. Well, last week we were supposed to do the show. Um, I don't even know if supposed is supposed to be a, a word. Uh, supposed, listen to me being redundant there. Uh, if I should even use the word supposed, because I b- believe if it was supposed to happen, it would have happened. Uh, right. One of the guests that we, was scheduled to do the show last week uh, thought that it was a different time zone rather than being Eastern. And right. so it didn't happen. And so the show was canceled. And you, I just posted that the show is not going to happen today. And you picked up the phone and called me and said, are you okay? (laughs) So that meant a lot to me. And then you said, by the way, if you ever need someone to fill in, uh, here I am. And I said, well, what about next Friday, meaning today? And here you are. So Jamie, thank you. And so Jamie, I'm going to, uh, start with our uh, surprise question of the day uh, for you. Okay. Um, and I probably already know the answer to this question. <laughs> Maybe I don't. But which celebrity do you shamelessly follow in the news? Which celebrity do I shamelessly follow in the news? Um, You know what? Unless... <laughs> I try not to, like, follow anybody unless I'm being told they're doing something. Um, I have this habit of not turning on the news lately, but I will follow, like, Leslie if she's doing something, or um, my friend Paige O'Hara if she's doing something. Um, But, like, follow on a regular basis? Eh, Like, I follow people on Instagram, but not like on the news unless I'm being told, hey, I'm doing this or whatever, you know. Well, I think it's instead of following, we can lead. And that's a good way to go about things. But I'd like you uh, to pick our next guest and you can pick number one or number two. I will pick number one. Okay, and that will be our friend uh, uh, Tommy Griffin. And she was scheduled to be here last week. And there she is uh, with her own little uh, Toto. I'm thrilled that she's here. And she came back this week. So thank you, thank you, thank you for being resilient and coming back. Um, I want to start with you. Is there a celebrity of today that you shamelessly follow in the news? Um. If it were shamelessly, I suppose I'd been following a little bit of the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial. It's hard to not follow it as the news part, but as something that I'm looking up to and following, I've been following Sutton Foster and Hugh Jackman. I think that uh, their careers are absolutely amazing. And if I could, I don't know, work with them someday, it would be like, the most amazing thing in the whole wide world but uh broadway people i just i love so many people it's hard to say I've, if judy were still here today i'd be following her <laughs> well i think she still is i mean she's been in the news i think more than uh, all of the other names that you've just mentioned uh, but i think it would be a great honor for them to appear with you how about that someday <laughs> so you are from boring oregon now, Indeed. tell us a little bit about where you live, actually. Well, right now I live in a place called Tehachapi, California, which is 90 miles north of Los Angeles, where mm-hmm. I teach theater um, at Mojave Junior Senior High School. But I was born and sort of raised in Boring, Oregon, the town of, which is named after the founder, Bob Boring, not that it was a dull place to live. And my parents actually went to high school with Bob Boring II. And I went to high school with Bob Boring Third, And so now it's just one big, happy, boring family around there. And it's it's a real place. <laughs> so since we are celebrating Judy, um, what is your earliest recollection of Judy? Did it start like it did with most of us with The Wizard of Oz? It was that once a year family gathering to watch The Wizard of Oz. And 
I immediately started forcing my cousins to do sidewalk shows of the Wizard of Oz and always did. But I'd still do it today if they were here and uh, making them cry with stuffing them with straw and things like that. Um, <laughs> and, and they look back on it as fondly, but I do remember my cousin crying a lot with that straw. It was probably pretty uncomfortable. And I never let anybody play Dorothy but me. I was, you know, a really, really dictator kind of director at that time. Um, and then I just, after I, I started realizing that she wasn't Dorothy. Judy, when I saw, um, oh, I don't even remember the film. It was uh, Meet Me in St. Louis, I think. I was probably, I don't know, maybe three years old. And I was like, what the heck? What? Oh, no, no. What is this? What is this? And my mom said, she's not Dorothy. She's not Dorothy. She's an actress that plays different parts. And I that's when I first started realizing that there's acting out there and started putting on my sidewalk performances and 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 I, I kind of got mad at her a little bit when I realized because it was kind of like finding out that Santa wasn't real when wow. I found out that Dorothy was not or Judy was not Dorothy was not Dorothy she was Judy mm -hmm. if that makes sense yes absolutely Absolutely. So you decided to become a teacher and to teach drama. Have you ever had the chance to do a production of The Wizard of Oz uh, as a teacher? I have not yet. I have done my productions that I wrote that is a parody of The Wizard of Oz with the Three Dog Night music, but I have yet to direct a production of Wizard of Oz. It's on the bucket list. And every time I run across a green outfit or something, I think that will work. It's pulled and put aside. <laughs> Good for you. The dog Save I it for right a rainy now, day. <laughs> she doesn't want to cooperate. My dog I had prior to her was my Sandy, actually, in uh, Annie. I've done a couple of productions of Annie. And and she was, or he was really trained. And, and my little Marianne, she just does not want to do that. <laughs> wow. Well, she's a diva. She definitely is. She's a diva. Well, I've got a question for you. I, you know, I have uh, those who know me know that I have a uh, daily affirmation calendar that I keep on my desk. And I pulled this from the uh, calendar today. And it's as if I could rise above my petty disputes with a loved one uh, for just a few minutes. What would I say to their soul? What might their soul say to me? Um, and when you get into petty disputes, and by the way, folks, most disputes are petty. Just think about that for a moment. So when you do get into petty disputes, how do you rise above them, especially in the world of theater and when you're dealing with a lot of egos in the theater? I revert back to what my mom told me, which is love is love is love is love. You know, Beatles song, love, love, love. All you need is love. And if you proceed your day and your life with an attitude of, of, of loving people and trying to see things from a multitude of perspectives, uh, not just your own, and, and move forth in love, peace, love, and tranquility is the theme of my show, Shambhala, which um, is about meditation and, and just love is love is love and, and move forward through love. I liked your Amen. rainbow answer because the rainbow is everything. I, I read something today about, it was something that happened at a pride rally and um, somebody was mocking one of the entertainers and the entertainer, instead of, of answering back, just started singing somewhere over the rainbow. Exactly. And, and everybody started singing with her and the mocker who was on a megaphone finally went away. And that, that just hope and loving and the rainbow and the love, that's what my mom taught me. And and it was sitting there watching Judy Garland in Wizard of Oz where it came from. And the audience, some members of the audience thought that was part of the show. Uh, you know, I, 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 I know the article, that, I mean, the, the story that you're talking about. I, believe it or not, my day began with that story because someone sent that to me this morning. And I think that that is the perfect segue to bring on our next guest. And I think we're going to start 
with her rendition of Over the Rainbow. So let's uh, let's enjoy this and we'll meet her on the other side. Uh, so here she is, uh, Kristen Morgenstern. Uh, I just love this. Uh, you're in for a treat, everyone. Oh, just gorgeous. Hello, Kristen. Welcome to the show, first of all. And we met through the Friends of Judy Garland page. And there, there's your little uh, Toto. His name's Toto. <laughs> Is his name Toto? Yep, I named him Toto. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. Thanks for bringing him on today. So, I'll begin by asking you the same question. Who is the celebrity that you shamelessly follow in the news? Uh, well, the Johnny Depp, Amber Heard, of course. Um, but Lorna Luft and uh, Liza yes. Minnelli. <laughs> so did it start with either one of them or did it start with Judy Garland? It started with Judy. And what was it about Judy that resonated with you? Um, just her personality. Uh, she's likable. Everybody, every different nationality, age range, that everybody loves Judy. And she's just so personable. Did it also start with you with The Wizard of Oz or did it start with another era in her life? 
Um, Wizard of Oz, <laughs> of course. Um, when I was in middle school, I actually was Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz. And uh, I actually uh, lucky. <laughs> Oh, look at you. Wow. <laughs> I was like 13 years old. <laughs> look at this. Yeah, that's beautiful. Wow. Oh, you've got yours. So oh, I love it. That's so cute. <laughs> so is there a particular movie that you could watch over and over and over beyond uh, besides The Wizard of Oz? I mean, I grew up, I'm the oldest one in this room. But I grew up at a time where The Wizard of Oz was an annual uh, event for my family, uh, whether they wanted it or not. One <laughs> year, I'll tell you, I must have been, I think I was 14 or 15, and the local affiliate, CBS, uh, ran a basketball game instead of The Wizard of Oz. Oh, my a local basketball game. And I called, uh, luckily, a friend of mine, Doug Bell, if you're watching Doug, he saved the day because he had cable, which was unusual. And I went to his house to watch it. Uh, even though I had seen it a million times, I thought, I can't go with it. I called the TV station and I complained about it. <laughs> and they said, well, there's nothing we can do about it. They are a local team and they bought the studio. So, you know, they, you know, they did uh, uh, what they did and that was it. But I was obsessed uh, with The Wizard of Oz and it had, I had, every time it was on, I had to see it. And one time I went to the Carnegie Hall Cinema in New York and it was, and I sat through six showings in one day and I had different friends meet me for each of the different showings. Wow. That's how I'm obsessed. I called friends and I said, you know, meet me for this showing and this showing and this showing uh, <laughs> throughout the whole day. So I was obsessed. <laughs> so I make my students uh, watch it once a year, whether they want to or not. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it, you know, and it's nice to see the, the film through the eyes, uh, you know, fresh new eyes. So um, this is the 100th birthday of Judy. And there have been, she's been all over the internet. She's been through the news. There've been uh, celebrations. Uh, I want to ask each of you, is there something new that you discovered about Judy this year that you didn't know before? And I'll start with you, Jamie. Um. Oh my goodness. <sighs> See, I was the weird kid that read all the books. When, um, whenever I, um, would, would get a new quote unquote obsession, I would read all about it. So, um, it surprised me how short she truly, truly was. Only in height, not in stature. <laughs> Only in what, what about you, Tommy? Anything new that you learned this year? Um, I don't know if it's, it is new or not, but some one of your guests actually said something about Judy living a grand, happy life. And I think a lot of us might have had the misconception that it was a tragic life. But mm -hmm. I like the thought of her of being grand and doing it the way she wanted to do it. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with that. And I love hearing that from the people who actually knew her. And I keep hearing that over and over and over again. Uh, what about you, Kristen? Anything new that you learned this year? I agree with Tommy because um, I heard when they did to her fragrance, her daughters were saying she didn't have a tragic life and all that. And also how petite she was. Um, I ended up seeing her dress in New York at the uh, Bottoms auction. And it was like <laughs> so tiny. You got a chance to see it before it got pulled because you know you all know the story that there's a a, a lawsuit going on over the dress right now. Yeah. So, uh, did you come to New York? I know you live in Pennsylvania, but did you make the trek just to see the dress? Yes, I did. 
Did you get any photographs of the dress? Were you allowed to take it? I actually spoke to the lady that was in charge of it and she opened it up, let me see the signature. I took so many pictures of it. It was really neat. And I told my fiance, I said, it's like the last day we got to go. I don't care. You know, we just went there for that and then went home. (laughs) So fiance, fiance, you're getting married. What's the date? <laughs> Not sure yet. <laughs> okay. Well, congratulations, congratulations on that news. Thank you. That's worth celebrating. So okay. I've got some questions. We're going to do a little round robin thing, and I'll start with you, Jamie. And uh, the question is, other than this show, did you have the opportunity to say yes today to someone else? And someone is saying yes right now. <laughs> did I have the opportunity to say yes to someone else? Yes. Um. I told my mother that she could go out to lunch with a friend of hers and she wanted to do that. So I said yes to her. Oh, that's good. Good. And is she still out having lunch with a friend now? Uh, no, she went back to work, but she likes to ask permission sometimes to do things. And I'm like, you don't have to do that. But yes, I said yes. (laughs) Well, it's nice that she thinks enough (laughs) to ask your permission. I think that's wonderful. Uh, Tommy, it's okay. You don't need to mute uh, because it is bring your dog to work days. So that's fine. Uh, the question is, um, Tommy, and here we are, you know, on this platform right now, which I think, and I appreciate all of you being here. What is the biggest impact that social media has had on your life? Wow. Connecting me with the people that I went to school with when I was younger, I was happy enough to go. Um, the school in Europe, so I got to get together with those kids again, and um, um, and just meeting you, meeting people that I never would have gotten to meet before. That's the yeah. most amazing thing. I've I've come up with a lot of great new friends that I haven't even met in person yet, and here you are, another amazing Judy fan, and even better than that, celebrating artists. Uh, the way we've gotten to celebrate. Unlike when I was an actress right out of high school and college, when if you didn't have a camera, you didn't have a camera. You didn't and have a camera. So yeah. We can do it all ourselves now. So it's 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 very lucky. That's great. It's a different world. It certainly is. And the last two years have changed. I mean, I would never have been do. I don't think that I would have done this if COVID had not hit. Uh, you know, because I I'm a live entertainer myself. So this all uh, changed everything uh, for me. Uh, so Kristen, again, from my uh, daily affirmations calendar, uh, when I overgive, I both minimize the gift and punish myself. Do you, Are you an overgiver uh, when it comes to your friends? Um, and what is the biggest gift that you've given that you didn't expect anything in return for? Hmm. That's a hard one. <laughs> because I'm a big proponent of giving and not expecting anything in return. Yeah. Um, give my attention, I guess, and That's give love. Thing. And give, oh, um, yeah, and give, um, I guess, if they have a problem. Oh, we always do a benefit uh, for autistic kids and stuff every year. And um, it's a three hour show. And I enjoy it. We don't get paid for it or anything. And it's about an hour and a half away. And I always enjoy it. It, it makes me feel good. Oh, that's wonderful. I mean, as artists, that's one of the things. I mean, let's face it. And I've got artist friends here. We do do the benefits. We show up. We do that. Um, Jamie, what is the single best piece of advice that you feel that you've ever received in your life that is something that you bring <laughs> with you on a daily basis? Um, the worst thing that anybody could ever tell you is no. The worst thing that anybody could ever tell you is no. So dream big, work hard, and, you know, um, if they say no, at least you know that you tried. But what a wonderful, wonderful thing that could possibly happen if they say yes and if they keep saying yes 
and a lot of doors are going to be slammed in your face and you're going to get a lot of no's. But what happens when you get that one, just one? Yes. Well, I was reading something the other day and it's like we are all, uh, I'm going to pick this pen up because he will chew on it. Um, uh, we are, uh, we, you know, we never know that that dream that in the next 24 minutes, the next 24 hours, the next 24 days, uh, everything could change, you know, and that yes. dream, that hope that whatever it is that we've been hoping for uh, could be within reach of what we are uh, holding on to. Um, so, you know, it's, it's right there within our reach. Um, so, um, uh, Tommy, uh, just admitting that something is a challenge in my life often makes it easier to sit with emotionally. Um, has there ever been, when it comes to your career uh, specifically, um, has there ever been a major challenge that you've had to forge through uh, that you have had to admit to others? Uh, and once you've admitted it, it just felt like a big pressure was lifted off your shoulders just by the very uh, action of admitting the challenge. I'm going to revert back to my show, The Road to Shambhala, because it comes to mind at first. When my students and I were writing it to begin with, um, they decided, we decided as a whole, that a character was going to be gay. We were writing a a play that would incorporate anybody in any part. We wanted everybody to have a chance. And I was working at that time in a very, very conservative um, town in Arizona. And um, we decided that's what we were gonna do and we were writing it. And I told the kids, I go, oh, if, if we make the character gay, they won't let us do it here at this school. But I don't wanna put any sort of censorship on our writing, so we're gonna write it anyway. And my principal got a hold of it and he came back the next day and he says, you have to do this. And I said, what? We'll get phone calls. And he said, that's what theater is for. Grow up a backbone, you have to do it. And he fielded the phone calls and he made me um, really a gay rights activist, advocate, things that I didn't know I had a backbone in me for. And that was a bit difficult at first, but I've grown a backbone. Well, God bless that. What's the principal's name? Can you mention the principal's name? <laughs> Patrick Walsh. And he heads the uh, performing arts in all of Mesa, Arizona. Uh, Mesa, Arizona University or um, school district. Now, I want to say something very interesting. And the Oz fans out there will get this. Do you know that in the closing credits of the wizard of oz that one of the actors was named pat walsh wow no <laughs> i wonder if he knows that <laughs> so there later so yes great no i only i want to mention his name because kudos to you i mean we're living in a time where books are being banned and uh, you know in certain states not even to say the word gay uh for a principal to stand on his, there I go, principles, uh, is an incredible thing. So his name should be acknowledged and he should be applauded. And thank you. So uh, as, uh, so, you know, uh, kudos to him. Uh, so uh, Kristen, uh, how do you divide your uh, days? I know that you are an actress, you are a singer, uh, you are about to become a wife. Uh, is your husband in the business or your soon-to-be husband? No, he's not. He's more like the roadie. Um, he helps carry the equipment, bring that around and stuff. You're like a that. smart woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or I call him a security guard. <laughs> oh, you are smart. I mean, you know, my husband and I, we've been together now 31 years. Um, I could not imagine being in this business with uh, being involved with someone who's in the business. Uh, you know, my friend Ron is watching, uh, you, know, you know, being with someone in this business, it, you know, it takes a lot of fortitude. At least I think it does. You know, maybe Ron will disagree with me. Uh, but I applaud anyone who has a partner 
in this business because it is such uh, a difficult uh, business to be in. And you're dealing with the ups and the downs and, you know, the, the pluses, the minuses and all that goes with that. Um, so uh, I'm going to bring uh, our word of the day on here. Uh, and uh, once again, uh, our giveaway today is well-being. And we're going to give away this wonderful children's book uh, that really addresses, you know, what Judy's life was like as a small child when everyone around her was telling her, everybody says don't, as the Stephen Sondheim song goes. So, uh, yes. And Danny, yes, it was the head-winged monkey. So, um, anyway, uh, uh uh, Tommy, I'm going to go to you now. Um, I'm reading a wonderful book uh, that I recommend to everybody um, that Marlo Thomas put together. Uh, and it's a book of essays with a lot of celebrities. And the book is called The Right Words at the Right Time. And it's a book I recommend to everybody. And I was reading it this morning as part of my morning readings. And I want to ask you if you can tell us about in your life, the right words at the right time. Being a teacher, you have to choose your words carefully when you're talking with students um, or anybody for that matter. You want to preface everything with something positive. Um, and I truly mm. believe that the right word at the right time can raise somebody's soul. Um, we've talked a little bit about the downer of the day. And then we have to talk about what it takes to, to bring our days back up. And sometimes when I want to quit and I, I just have had too much, I have to remember that just the right words sometimes to the right person is, is what they need to survive. And that's what mm -hmm. keeps me teaching. This is my 20th year teaching high school theater. And wow, God the right words you. at the right time can be a real significant thing in someone's life. Well, God bless you. Uh, God bless you for that. Uh, Kristen, um, how do you feel, uh, I mean, on a Friday night, since we are wrapping up this week? Oh, I feel wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been a great week. And in general, usually my weekends are the one, the busiest. <laughs> so it's like the calm before the storm happens. But uh, yeah. Feels good. And Jamie, and this is for you. Um, this, you know, and this is something that I advocate for. And I've mentioned this in other shows before. Again, for daily list of things that we can do. Uh, and it says donate coloring books, crayons, books, or puzzles to your local hospital. And I love this crayons oh. because we're talking about rainbows and everything today. I think that would be a nice gesture for all of us to do. And I also have a lot of friends. Um, my friend Tesla Bella has written a book called Merry Witchmas, uh, which combines the stories of Christmas and uh, uh, Halloween together. And there are so many incredible children's books out there. Uh, you know, uh, well, there you uh, go. <laughs> that we could donate uh, all of these incredible things, uh, you know, and even this book that we're going to be giving away, you could do uh, donate mm -hmm. that. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to go on and we're going to do our giveaway right now. So okay. here it is. And we'll see who our lucky winner is today. Uh, and thank you all uh, for being here. And then I'll give my closing remarks in just a moment. Pam Stubbs, once again, is our winner. So Pam, Yay. I will uh, be in touch with you in just a moment. So I'm going to remove this. Uh, and I'm going to uh, have my closing remarks. And then uh, I will give this uh, to Tommy and then Kristen and then Jamie. And uh, yesterday I interviewed uh, John Meyer. Uh, and then uh, he, uh, of course, wrote an incredible song for Judy. And I opened yesterday's show with this song. And I thought to close out this month, uh, I would close with that song today. So that's where I'm going to uh, end today's show. Uh, and um, as uh, most of you know, I am leaving uh, tomorrow to take a well-needed uh, vacation. Uh, but uh, I want to let you all know, if you don't know already, I have a newsletter. It comes out every Sunday night. It's called The Skipper's Guide. 
It's like a TV guide and it has a list of all the shows for that week. And since I have no shows next week, it's going to be a very interesting uh, skipper's guide this week. It's going to be the top 10 shows of this month, the ones that have gotten the most views. So if you want to know your favorite shows, I hope that you'll go back and you'll look at those shows. And it's not just this month, but the shows that are being seen by the most people. So leave a comment uh, after the show on YouTube. Share this with your friends. And as I always do at the end of every show, I always say, go to your Facebook friends list. And today, reach out to the ninth person that pops up on your list and reach out with a phone call. Not an email message, not a text message, not a private inbox message, but a phone call. Reach out to that person and let that person know what they mean to you. Uh, because as my dear friend, Sean Moniker says, we're all in this together, but we're not in the same boat. And you never know what someone else is going through right now. And to be a little selfish right now, it's a great time to tell that ninth person about this series and to let them know about the work that we're doing. Because again, my goal, my intention is to celebrate artists and their body of worth and to celebrate each and every one of you. So I'm going to leave the screen right now. Benny is going to say goodbye. Uh, Tommy, you've got the screen. Then Kristen and then Jamie. And then we'll close with Judy. And I will see you all back here in a week. And thank you so much for just lifting me up. And Judy, it's all for you. And thank you all, everyone. And Tommy, it's all yours. I forgot the question, but thank you for having me. I am so excited to be here and I can't wait to watch more and celebrate more artists. And remember that the Road to Shambhala is a parody of the Wizard of Oz with the love is love is love theme. And it's really about normalizing inclusion. And that's Marianne. <laughs> Thank you so much again, Richard, for having me. It was a wonderful Friday night. I hope to talk to you all soon. Um, this is Toto. <laughs> I'm so glad we get to celebrate the wonderful Judy Garland on her 100th birthday. There is no one better than her. She is an amazing artist, singer, all around performer. And if you can reach me at, I would love to chat with any of you guys. You can go to kristenmorgensternmusic.com and I also have a Facebook page. If you ever need to talk to anybody, I'm always here, I'm always available. So thanks again, have a wonderful night. Hey everybody, thanks for having me, Richard. It's been a great joy to sit and talk, sit and talk about Judy with, with everybody. I enjoyed our conversation. Um, my name is Jamie Farrar, and you can look for my upcoming book, Roll On, hopefully uh, to be published within the next, uh, within the next, like, year, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Uh, don't give up, everybody. Uh, rainbows come, but after the biggest of rainstorms and life is truly, truly beautiful. Happy birthday, Judy. We love you. Thank you for everything. Ladies and gentlemen, what can you say? The great Judy Garland.
It's all for you. Let not a day go by when I don't reach the sky. Try to fly, touch the sky. Someday I will. When I do, it's all for you, all for you. There's no one else my heart adores, and no one else's heart for me but yours. When I. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.